didn't want to get the surgery because I wasn't comfortable with the percentage of success they had. So now I'm here at uh, Warren County. I've been assaulted by these officers here twice. The first time they came in my room and um, hit me with the shield in my face when I couldn't kneel down due to the same injuries I'm speaking about. And then, um, you know, they maced me. And um, when they hit me with the shield, you know, I went into that defensive mode, like being that I got multiple personalities, um, PTSD, uh, it triggered all of that. And um, I kind of blinked out a little bit. So um, they had a problem getting me down and shit. They had a problem getting me cuffed and whatnot. As a result of that, I sustained some injuries and shit throughout my, my lower back and my, my ribs and whatnot. Not to mention, I already had some injuries pending prior, rather. So um, fast forward to about two weeks ago, um, there was another incident where excessive force was used on me in my cell. And um, it was the whole situation. I, I'm going to spare y'all the detail right now, but it was the whole situation. Because um, you know, that situation could get, they get in extra trouble. So I'll save that for another episode. That's going to be a bonus episode. Y'all might have to check out my uh, my fans only page for that. Because they don't pay me enough on this shit to be telling y'all all my business. So the only fans is coming soon. Don't even trip. Y'all get all the exclusive content. But uh, now, most recently, while getting out of the shower, uh, I slipped and fell and basically almost, like, cracked my whole ass bone. And um, unfortunately, you know, I got vertigo and seizures, so a lot of times I lose my balance based on moving around too fast because the vertigo has gotten worse due to too many head injuries, I guess. So... What happened was, I realized last minute that I had left my soap in the soap dispenser or the soap holder, and I turned back real quick. And in that moment, I lost my balance. And losing my balance caused me to get the vertigo because I panicked somewhat because I don't have that uh, use of my legs. And um, I went tumbling down. So as I'm on the ground, you know, the officer come in, but you could, I could like basically feel like my legs going numb right away because I hit my tailbone on the, on the concrete and the showers area is kind of like elevated. So it was a little bit of a fall that made my tailbone hit the concrete before everything else. And the left side of my body was hit first and I hit my head a little bit. So it made me a little dizzy and whatnot. So coming out of the uh, fake little coma I was in, because I didn't even know I lost consciousness. I wake up to the sergeant. He got the smell of salt all in my nose. He wakes me up. He's like, yo, you all right? Uh, 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 shit. Boom. A little while after that, nurse comes in, but there's two other officers in there. So she's asking questions, but I can't really make out what she's saying. But I know she's saying something. Shit, and she's like, huh? Like she, like, she, she keeps saying, huh? I hear, I hear my name, like, feel me? And, I, and then I hear, huh? So anyway, she wasn't really rendering me any care. Like, she took my vitals, and, and she just was about to leave. And I know the standard policy and procedure is that you uh, take a person to the hospital when they suffer a fall like that. And um, that's not what happened. So unfortunately, one of the lieutenants decided that he wanted to take it upon 
chill. Like, now you never want to move somebody like that after they had a fall, especially somebody who's uh, known to have injuries to their back and whatnot. So he drags me all the way into the cell and leaves me on the floor. I don't have no way of moving around, so I got to pull him back off the thing and lay on the floor for a couple of days. They didn't even want to bring me to my bring my meds to me, even though they knew I couldn't walk. They didn't want to bring my meds to me, so I had to go a couple of days without my pain meds. And it was a whole movie in this bitch. Like it's been a whole movie in here since I've been in it. And I just been trying to keep my composure because I'm known to make bad situations worse. Like that's just a habit I got. However, it's bigger than me these days. And I got a whole human being I'm responsible for. I'm trying to make it back to my little dicky baby. And I ain't trying to let these clowns trick me out of my spot any more than they already have. Because um, she deserves her daddy to be home. And I'm trying to get home to her. But before I go home, I got to make sure that my mental is right. My mental is strong. So I'm on my way to the motherfucking psych hospital. As soon as they get me out of here so that I could deal with some of the issues I'm having. With um, paranoia and hallucinations and whatnot. Because um, it's real. I mean, I know people have a stigma about mental health and how it affects black communities, but it's not something that should be taken lightly. Because, like, at any moment, a person dealing with mental health could either take a life or lose their life. I mean, before I was arrested, I think there was a shooting, or right after I was arrested, there was a killing of a mental health person or individual dealing with mental health in Philadelphia and he had a knife on. So, I mean, these officers, even though they're trained or they're supposed to be trained in handling special needs, which is a term for mental health dealing with people with mental health issues, special needs, um, they refer to them. I know on an institutional level that's how they refer to us because I am one of them. I mean, I but um, when they deal with us, like they're supposed to have special training and they're supposed to be able to de-escalate the situation as opposed to using force and then lethal force at that. Especially when a person is uh, suffering from some kind of mental health breakdown and then um, they decompensate for whatever reason, not taking any bad traumatic situations, you know, changes in environments, changes in routine or, you know, whatever the trigger is, like, they, they decompensate. And the fact that officers aren't better trained to deal with these issues like they should, like, like for instance, right, when they're dealing with nonviolent civil disobedience, right, protest, right, they use rubber bullets and all kind of, you know, non-lethal methods. However, why aren't these same tactics deployed on people with mental health issues or special needs individuals when they feel as though the situation warrants that kind of attention? I mean, I don't get it. I think that uh, some attention should be brought to how the police fail to be adequately trained in dealing with um, mental health because it shouldn't take a exponential amount of lives to be lost for there to be being changed in this regard. This is why I have 
mean, in some regards, he's been somewhat on point as it relates to some of the rental and um, financial uh, assistance that he's made available. But I haven't gotten none of that shit. You know what I'm saying? And I've applied for all of that shit. And the thing about it is you could be pre-approved for that shit, but then when you get to the nitty-gritty, it ain't for you. you know what I'm saying? It ain't for up-and-coming business people. It ain't for people that are struggling, really, and have been struggling prior to or on a whole nother level during the goddamn pandemic. They, they want you to have a certain level of money before they give you some money. Like, you can't be really broke and fucked up before you can get real assistance. Like, it ain't like that. It's never been like that, so I'm not surprised. It's just a disappointing reality. Pardon me, y'all. I just had to uh, stretch my back out a bit. You know, a nigga old, so that back be getting stiff, but I still will break that ass off, so don't try me, please, because you will fail in real life. Nah, but um, shout out to the uh, to the people that kept it solid, man. Cause shit, being locked down, man, that shit is the mental health problem in itself. Like I know that I'm institutionalized, and I don't even think that there is a a, a mental health training or mental health like diagnosis that covers the traumas that come with being traumatized the way that some of us are when we are traumatized by way of, you know, institutions and etc. And when I mean institutions, I'm talking about foster homes, group homes, jails, hospitals, etc., etc. Like sometimes these experiences they mold and shape our lives in ways that people can't imagine. Like, I tell people that I'm very close with, I never started hallucinating until I was drugged up at the hospital. Feel me? Like, how was it the first time I started hallucinating is when I go to the hospital for help and you motherfuckers decide to inject me with some experimental medication at the time. I mean, I say experimental because, like, why the fuck for days, I mean, like, not just once, like, days, like, and then one of the other medications they gave me when I was hospitalized another time was causing me to have seizures, and I hadn't had seizures until then, but now I've been having seizures on and off all my life, so it's like, shit, I wish I knew more about the law back then, I would have been souped they ass. Maybe it's a way for me to sue their ass right now. Because I know both hospitals. And I know what time frame I was there. So maybe I can get some money out their ass, man. But I know I'm about to get some money out of uh, Newton Medical Center. Newton Medical Center violated. They're going to get violated because they violated. I'm going to try to get like 100, 200 grand out their ass, man. Maybe 500 grand if I can. Feel me? They did some bullshit. I was supposed to be in there for... Uh, 20 days, like I said, but because I was raising issues about the, the fairness of treatment and how they were uh, violating today by not adhering to their own privileges, rules and regulations, and then when my baby girl brought 
put my, my clothes and I put my goofy on, oh, it was over. They said, oh, nah, he's some more other nigga. He's some more terrorist extremist here in our nice white town. He can't be in our nice white town. Feel me? And they got me out of there. They got me out of there so fast that the jail didn't even have my meds. They ain't have my meds for like five days. Babe. Mm-hmm. You need to move or you good? Like, I'm good, babe. You need to move? No. Because if you was trying to get in the car or whatever, like, you could feel me? Straight? Yes, I'm good. All right, how much time we been gone? Because we're going to keep this brief, you hear me? This one is um, almost 14 minutes. And how much was the last one? Uh, 20 minutes about or so. Okay, I'm about to wrap this one up. So, at the end of the day, y'all already know, man, we got to bring uh, awareness to mental health in our communities because it shouldn't be stigmatized to the degree that it is. And um, people that suffer with mental illness need to get help because you will hurt somebody, intentionally or unintentionally. And it doesn't have to be physical pain that you put them through. It's emotional pain, spiritual pain, etc. Like, just be like that. Because hurt people hurt people, like my boy Charlamagne said. And I'm going to keep saying that until that nigga share my motherfucking podcast. Don't make me pull up one that. I think I don't know where they be at. I'll swerve on his dumb ass. Nah, but in real life, though, man, y'all niggas got to stay safe. Take care of y'all family. And got mental health issues, get that shit handled. Because don't nobody need no tragedies, man, in black communities. Don't need no tragedies in none of these communities. So, with that being said, we will be wrapping this episode up. And, um, don't, uh, hope or faith in the people you love just because they're going through some shit. I'm saying, because we all go through 